Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome to another edition of the Houston Round Ball Review presented Folks Talking Sports. I am, of course, KG Chris Gardner, owner of the Houston Round Ball Review. Shout out to my man A.D. Moore for his recap of the Texans' loss earlier today, 25-9 at the Ravens. A.D. was at the game. Hope he caught that. His edition of the Admex Corner that just ended minutes ago prior to this edition of FTS, Folks Talking Sports. Willie Gibson is on his way to his house from the Browns-Bengals game in Cleveland. He is minutes away in Akron, returning to his domicile. And once he does that, he will join me hopefully in a few minutes. But until then, I have you, the viewers, to keep me company. You're watching on Facebook as well as on YouTube on the Houston Round Ball Review YouTube channel. And also the new Folks Talking Sports YouTube channel as well. So you got two options there on YouTube to watch. And since I am here, got to do this push. Got the new merch for the Folks Talking Sports. Got the mugs right there. Got more than mugs now. FTS mugs. We got the FTS shirts. Comfort color tees. Links available on this video on the Round Bar View channel. You can purchase unisex shirts. Alan, how are you doing? Women's shirts, women's slim fit. Got that, oh, a few days ago. So that is now an option as well as youth unisex shirts. FTS youth unisex shirts. Got women's slim fit as well as some unisex youth shirts as well. So branching out, got to get those revenue streams flowing. Big 12 season is here for Cougs. Basketball season is almost here. Media day is, wow, five weeks away, roughly, for the Big 12 basketball tip-off in Kansas City in mid-October. SWAC media day will be in Humble, surprisingly enough, in Humble, the location, October 3rd and 4th. The American will have media day on the, off the top of my head, 8th. October 8th, and then the week after that will be the Big 12 basketball tip-off in Kansas City, and I'm hoping to be able to attend all three of those, SWAC, the American, and the Big 12. Not many other outlets locally can say that, folks. Help me make that happen. Help me. Got that right corner, the upper right, looking for some advertisers for this show, for FTS, as well as Less Rage Cougs for basketball season. Buy some merch. Miss Wanda, how are you? Thank you for your support. Good to talk to you yesterday at Rice. We can talk about Rice UH football for a few minutes till Willie Gibson joins us. Going to talk also about uh, Team USA not winning a medal at the 2023 FIBA World Cup, Cup following today's loss in the bronze medal game to Canada in overtime. I think final score was 118-111. Defense just wasn't good enough. I said it before the World Cup began, but Team USA, it's a young team, but for them to have success, win the gold medal, they'd have to keep guys out the paint. Games I saw, defense was trash. Trash. Switching defenses only works if you can keep guys out the paint. If you can't do that, then opponents will just exploit that matchup, penetration, penetration, get to the basket, layups all day long. If you collapse, kick it out to open three-point shooters. And I heard Dylan Brooks scored like 38, 39 points today, made, I don't know, 
six at least at least six threes to help Canada beat Team USA in the bronze medal game. So Rocket fans, if you saw that, I hope you're happy with the Dylan Brooks that Canada had for these few weeks in the World Cup. We'll see if that's the Dylan Brooks that the Rockets get for these next up to four seasons. But hey, defense and Edwards said after the game, we couldn't get stops. Steve Kerr said after the game, we couldn't get stops. Look at the makeup of the team. Look at it. I mean, it wasn't very good. It was not defensive focused from the jump. International countries got a, a lot of NBA guys and got a, a lot of talented pro capable pro players, if not NBA overseas. You got to get stops. Gone of those days. We can just roll out the ball and say, hey, we're team USA and put together a team in a, in a month or two months and expect to beat these good teams. Those days are over. You got to get stops. Allowing team to shoot 55% from the floor. That's trash defense. It's not good enough. 40-minute games, giving up 100 points three times in the last four. 40-minute games. I'm a defensive guy. So it, it just rubs me the wrong way to see defense be so poor. You get what you get. On to the Olympics next year, and the roster will look different. Some of the more elite players, American-born players, will opt to compete in the Olympics because in Paris, you better get some guys like Draymond Green types who can play some defense, who can keep, keep guys out of the paint and keep them on the perimeter. Come on, Grant Hill. You know better than this. But, Kook fans, have you recovered? Are you still one event? Gripe, I saw on X, Twitter, someone posted uh, time to fire Dana Hogerson, like a fire Dana meme going around. Is this only because of the loss to Rice in double overtime? Cougs are one and one. I thought they'd be one and one after two games. I just had the, the win reversed. I thought they'd lose to UTSA and beat Rice. Well, they beat UTSA and lost to Rice. They're one and one. What y'all expect this season? Dana Hogerson is, he is who he is. <laughs> I mean, I don't expect a, a lot from this, this year's team, this first year in the Big 12 for Houston. But venting, Houston's not going to fire Dana after two games. He's not going to fire Dana after losing Rice. Game two of the season, that's not going to happen. Houston Athletics is not big-time athletics. They claim to be. They're not. Haven't been for years. First year in the Big 12, first year in a Power 5. They got to act like it. But they're, they were not going to fire Dana, I don't think, at this season at all. But it's definitely not after the two games into the season. They're 1-1. One one. Baylor's 0-2. Texas Tech's 0-2. So maybe those games are winnable now in the Big 12. I doubt it. But time will tell. As Strand says, he's a big, I don't know about the biggest because I'm up there. <laughs> I'm a big crit critic of Dana Hoberson. But Miss Wanda said she went into this season with no expectations. 
Chris Pesman had expectations of what would be a successful season. That's a bowl. Going to a bowl, that's at least six wins. Two games down, 10 more to go. 10 more games to get five wins. It's doable. Not sure how probable it is. It's doable. First Big 12 matchup this Saturday. Home against TCU. The first Big 12 homecoming theme for the new members, Big 12 members this year. Houston gets it. Host TCU, Commissioner Yormark will be in town Thursday for part of the Big 12 promotions for the Big 12 homecoming. I think he'll have some media availability Thursday. I think, I hope. But let's recap. If you did not see Saturday's Cougs-Rice football game, Rice jumped out to a 21-0 lead at the end of the first quarter, led 28-0 in the second quarter, led 28-7 at halftime. Cougs had a seven-and-a-half-minute drive in the third quarter, to start the third quarter, ended with no points. Scores 28-7 into three. Cougs marching. Cougs scored 28 straight points, 21 points in the fourth quarter to tie the game up, forced overtime. Scored a touchdown in the first overtime to lead 35-28. So the Cougs went from 28 zip down to up 35-28. Defense couldn't get stopped. Rice tied the game up for its second overtime. Rice had the ball first. Score a touchdown, two-point conversion to go eight, to go up eight. Cougs had a chance, scored a touchdown, went for two. Matthew Golden could not hold on to the pass to force the third overtime. So Rice wins, Cougs lose, 43-41. Going to say this. It was mentioned Saturday night on the Less Rage Cougs postgame show. I'm going to talk about it more. Here on Folks Talking Sports, Dana Hogerson made a comment Saturday that his team did not have the will to win, I guess mainly in overtime. <clears throat> Head coach saying his players did not have the will to win. This is the same team, as I said minutes ago, trailed 28 nothing. Bounce back to go up 35-28. Seemed like they had some will to do that. To get back in the game, to take a lead. So I'm kind of curious to hear Coach Hogerson's answers Monday if his tune has changed a little bit from Saturday night after the loss. So time to think about it. Then Monday morning with his 11 a.m. media session, which you can watch on Big 12 now on ESPN+. But his players did not have the will to win. That's, he's a head coach. 
the buck stops with the head coach. D skill says it. And let me let me <laughs> let me bring this up. All the D skills watching folks watching on YouTube as well as on Facebook. Nelson Caesar had two sacks last night for the Cougs. He disagreed with the comment. Within the comment saying the players lack the will to win. You can go watch the Les Rage Cougs postgame show on the Houston Round Bar Review YouTube channel and see the clips from Nelson Caesar, Sam Brown, et cetera, throughout the show. How many, seriously, it's a serious question. How many folks, are the folks watching FTS right now? How many of you know Coug fans, Coug alums, friends, people who like Dana Hogerson as a coach? Seriously, I'm being very serious when I ask that question. How many of you, give me your answers in the comments. How many of you know Coug fans, alums, friend of the program, whatever you want to, however you want to describe it. How many of you know people who like Dana Holgerson as a head coach? Alan Tran, not me. It's Wanda, not me. None. Merrick can't say I know anyone who does. Here we go. No one. I got six, six responses, all six, no one, not me, no one. That's kind of cold that these skills right there. No one I know like Dana, not even the ones who have gotten drunk with him. Wow. <laughs> but, but and this is a point, one point I was going to bring up. He doesn't need to be liked per se, definitely. He needs to do a good job of coaching and win games. Agreed. In his follow-up, which he does not. Correct. Agreed. The issue, in addition to that, those statements, is there is a small circle of folks who do like him as a head coach. And that small circle of folks is the reason why he still has a job. That is the issue. That's the bottom line. The bottom line is you know, financial as well. That small circle of folks who do like him as head coach keep him employed as the head coach of the Cougars. That's, you can say that's the problem for the, for the team, for the organization. That's the, where it is. These skills kind of get an idea. These skills knows people, as you can tell by the comments here. The donors like him because he is always down to party with them. So, <clears throat> and they're, you know, they, they love Dana. And we can get into discussion here. That's, that's the problem. You get behind folks, you like folks, you like coaches, you like certain coaches. You like hanging out with them. You like partying with them. You like spending time with them. You know, that's your personal life. 
that should not interfere with the product on the field, on the court, whatever the sport. That is a problem. This is business. College sports, regardless of what some folks, a dwindling few, continue to say, college sports on the Division I level is big-time business. Houston Athletics needs to act like they are a big-time business. They haven't. They may be getting better in certain areas. Marketing-wise, promotions. But the coaches, production from the coaches, the major, the revenue sports, there's only two, really, football and men's basketball. Women's basketball. If you're an alum who are not, who have not kept up with the women's hoops, it's okay. But keep this in mind if you didn't know. If you did not know, keep this in mind. Ronald Huey has been head coach at Houston the same number of years as Kelvin Sampson. Let's keep that in mind. And that's the fact right there. Lizelle Taylor III. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Don't be a stranger. Thank you for your comments. Appreciate it. Spread the word about the show. Spread the word about the channels on YouTube as well. Many unqualified people have jobs that they don't deserve because they kiss butt and are cool with the right people. Too many times in life, it is not what you know. It is who you know. If you're young and watching the show and have not learned that, learn it right now. It's not necessarily what you know, but who you know. And in that sense, I don't blame Dana Hogerson. I don't blame Ronald Huey. I don't blame, I forgot, I could see his name and y'all help me out. Todd Whitting, baseball coach at UH. Don't blame him. They're not signing their own checks. They're not paying themselves. So it's not their fault because at some point in our lives, if you believe, I believe, I'm just not getting the job done at this job. I'm just not, I'm just not doing it. I'm just not. But hey, they're still paying me. So as long as they're, they're still paying me, I must keep coming to work. As long as they're paying me lots of, in these coaches' names, situations, in Dana's case, millions and millions of dollars. I don't blame him for taking that money. I don't blame him for cashing those checks. This is, a, this is an administrative problem. It's higher up. Chris Pesman said months ago in the article, I think on the record in the Daily Cougar that the administration did not do enough for the non-Olympic sports. 
other sports besides football and, and men's basketball. And now that Houston is in the Big 12, they're going to do more, investing more in those other sports. That was a reason, justification for bringing back coaches like Ronald Huey and Ty Whitty. Mmm. Mmm. Not winning. Not results. But they didn't do enough for the administration to win. Other sports on campus have won. Volleyball's doing well. Soccer's done well. Track and field's done well. I, I would much rather have a coach and a staff that does more with less rather than less with more. Because if you are successful with less facilities, less money to recruit, smaller budgets, all those things, if you're doing, if you're successful with, with less, then I want you to coach my team. But if you can't win when the world is handed to you on a silver platter and you are not succeeding with more than other coaches in town, I don't want you to coach my team. D-Skills has a very good point here. What other wealthy alums, UH alums, are willing to step up and, how should I phrase it, challenge Tillman, stand up to Tillman, go dollar for dollar for Tillman and say, these coaches aren't, are not getting it done, they got to go. And Tillman asks him, you going to pay for it? Yeah. Where do I sign? Does UH have anybody like that? Need some folks like that. In terms of facilities, facilities compared UH facilities to Texas Southern, Rice, HCU. In women's hoops and most of the sports, Houston's facilities are better than their Houston area counterparts. TSU women's hoops has gone to the tournament, NTA tournament. Rice has gone to the tournament in Coach Huey's tenure at UH. HCU hasn't. It came very close one year, but their facilities and their budget is, ooh, it's, it's, it's embarrassingly low. And Coach Finney has done as well as she could do considering what she has to work with. You know, she has to take, get uh, check games in order to keep ATU facilities afloat, the team afloat. Some of the stuff <laughs> I've heard about, some of the programs, what they, what they have to do to just have a team, have uniforms, have be able to feed the players, it, it, you'd be shocked at the struggles that some of these other programs in town have to endure. They're getting it done. What do you have to think about this? These skills point. All that goodwill 
with the blue jerseys brought to the school has completely evaporated after the I I thought some of the goodwill ended <laughs> when it was determined and confirmed that the jerseys could not be were not available for purchase. I think these skills are saying Saturday's loss to Rice just erased whatever le- remained of that goodwill and that good vibe. I got uh, a UH administrator scheduled for this Thursday at noon on the Houston Round Ball Review Takeover, part of the lunch break, available on this YouTube channel and also on Roku, courtesy of the BS3 Network. One of the new hires, another, another new hire. So it's not Chris Pesnett. Still working on that, but it's not Chris Pesnett. So tune in live if you can this Thursday, 12.05. If not, just watch the rebroadcast of that interview and have another coach, uh, Shrika Wright from UTSA, would join me as well because UTSA's non-conference schedule has been finalized and she is going to talk about this non-conference schedule. Joining me in a suit and tie. The colors don't look like the Cleveland Brown colors, though. I guess he's being neutral in that. So, But, all right, real quick, Mr. Gibson. Here we go. Here, comment. What will bring goodwill is winning. Yes. And we cannot achieve that with Holgo and Belk. Well, not alone in that, Demeric. That's for sure. Pretty uniforms are not. Winning cures everything. UH football needs a change and a shakeup. Bring you in, Willie Gibson. On this note, on this note, East hopes that Houston does not get embarrassed on national TV this week against TCU. Ooh. Big 12 opener for the Houston Cougars football program. First off, Mr. Gibson, yes, mighty sharp there, bro. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Mighty my, sharp. Yeah, I'm yeah. running there. Go ahead. Are you, are, are you, was your intention to be truly loyal, not loyal, um, objective and impartial wearing those non-browns colors today? No, man, it was next man up. Next man up. That's it. Next man up. Just uh, season opener. So you got to make sure you know. Oh, okay. Set the tone for the season. Set the tone Understood. for the season. Understood. Understood. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. All right. We'll get back to Cougar football in a moment. What did you see at the Browns Bengals game, sir? I saw a fast defense. I saw a fast. For who? A fast defense for the Browns with bad intentions. All right. Uh, that team, that the defense that I saw, um, is by no means a comparison to what we saw last year. Jim Swartz has come in and put his stamp on this team, put his stamp on this defense, and uh, it's been an interesting season on the banks of the lake of uh, Lake Erie this this NFL season for the Browns. So did the Browns' defense set a tone in the first quarter? It says they set the tone on play one. Okay. With, uh, 
Zadarius Smith. Um, he he let he introduced himself to Joe Burrow play one, and that from the remain from that point on, the defense was letting people know we're here. So, oh, so the Browns did not get down twenty-one nothing. No, in the first quarter, nothing like that. No, no, they did not trail a rival twenty-eight nothing in the second quarter. Anything like that? No, not at all. No. I say all that because that's what the Cougars did Saturday against Rice. I, I saw, I heard. Actually, and, yeah, yeah. And did you, well, Mr. Gibson. Yep. You're covering a team. If you, Have you, as a media person, a credentialed media person, I'm have sure. you, have you <laughs> no. covered any teams in mm-hmm. your professional career? Mm-hmm. Trail. Pick a, it doesn't matter the sport. Trail by a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Come all the way back. Take a lead mm-hmm. in overtime, whatever. Mm-hmm. But lose. Then after the game, the coach says, "My guys did not did not have the will to win." Wow, that's a telling statement. Um... Well, to answer your question, no. Um, but to in response to that statement, that my guys didn't have the will to win. I don't know. I'm I'm of the ilk. It's the law of the lit. Your team, your organization, is only gonna go as far as its leader. So if your guys don't have the will to win, just saying. Who's in charge? Yeah. Okay. So that is a good point. But also, if they did not have the will to win, why did they come back in the game? That part. That's a great point. (laughs) That's a great point. You know. Right. And one of the players, Nelson Caesar for the Cougs, media asked him last night his thoughts on Dana's words about not having a will to win. And Nelson said, oh, I disagree with that. As well he should. As well, he should. This is week two. You already got already having problems. Week two. Why would your coach say that to the media? He could have kept it in the locker room. Players would not have liked it. Okay, but mm-hmm. at least that had been in the locker room and let them have a you know gripe fest and complain in the locker room mm-hmm. about that. But they don't make it public. No. Nelson sees it. Also admitted. That he took it upon himself. He looked past Rice and was looking to TCU first game in the Big 12. So basically, it was a trap game. Rice was a trap game. But he said himself, as a player, veteran, think team captain, that he fell into that trap. I looked past Rice. So again, I say that falls back to your leader to keep your team focused on the task at hand. Yes, I agree to a point. Now, Dana said it, that he said, guys, don't take rights for granted. He said that all week. He said it in our media session with us. The coaches said it, media session with us. Okay. So they, you know, coaches say it. And younger players, because he times in the pros too sometimes, 
yeah, coach, whatever. We hear you, coach. We're not going to do that, coach. We're not going to take it for granted and still come, take, a, take a point for granted. You know, it happens. It's yeah. human nature. It happens. Yep. But my counter to Dana is saying that, okay, if you see your team half-stepping, going through the motions for a quarter, for a half, as the head coach, change things. Call some different plays. Put us to different players. Because yep. why? You are the head coach. You are in charge. The buck stops with you. Right? It does. So, that, I, yeah. you know, I, you know, I don't know if you saw how, what parts of the show you saw last night, but I'm going to say it again for folks who missed it. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm saying about, you know, I'm, I'm not backing down from it. I said, if it comes down, any game comes down to coaching, mm. Dana on one side and anybody on the other, I'm taking anybody. Anybody, wow. Anybody. Wow. Wow. Let's tell me. If TCU, Saturday, game on Fox, if it comes down to coaching, you know, you know who I'm going with. Is that is that the big noon kickoff game? Oh no, no oh gosh, no, 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 no. Oh, seven o'clock. Right. Seven o'clock. Yeah, okay, seven o'clock okay, central. Okay. Yes, prime time on Fox. I hope it's not an embarrassment. That uh, Gus? No, because he'll do the noon game, so no, wouldn't be yeah. Gus. Oh yeah, it won't. It won't be Gus. No, It'd be nice though, because Gus would kind of guarantee. Um, a close game because most of the games that he calls are close games. These skills being serious, but not being serious with this statement, I would take Tom Landry now. Wow. All right. I'm, I'm not going to touch on it. The Mel Tucker stuff. Oh, uh, that man, he's, he's uh, done coaching Michigan state. Done, done. If fumbling yeah. the bag was a person, man, indeed, he did it to himself. <clears throat> Apparently, literally, he did it to himself. Thought you wasn't touching it. Oops. Oops. Uh -oh. Oh, my bad. There. So it's a question of with what he did will result in well, allow Michigan State to not have to pay him the remaining money on his on his contract. Absolutely. Because that's like seven seven million dollars. 77 Fumble. 80 million dollars man fumbled the bag but but yeah all right i want to talk about the pack two your thoughts your thoughts on the pack two suing the other other 10 members mm -hmm. who by the way have eight schools in the top 25 in football three more than any other conference mm -hmm. everybody said who, who knows college football said that this year in football would be a great year for the Pac-12. Yep. And so far, it has lived up to that, and I think even exceeded that. But the Pac-2, Oregon State and Washington State, I think they have parts of it, their suit makes sense. Yeah. Because if the other 10 members have 
I guess, officially been announced as members of new conferences, then why are they still getting a chance to vote on the board of directors? Agreed. Makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. So good luck to the PAC-2 with that. I think that is cut and dry. I don't see how they're going to remain an Autonomy 5 conference when they reverse merge with the Mountain West mm-hmm. to in, in order to keep the, the name PAC-12. So good luck with that. You're not going to be a power five. You may have the name Pac-12, but, you know, so. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And because of that, your money is going to be different. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen with. Let me get your thoughts on this, Brother Gibson, and everybody Please. watching. It's t- 2023. It is still important to be on linear TV. Yes. For conferences. Ask Colorado. Colorado, you know, Big Ten, every, everybody, Big Ten, ACC, SEC, Big 12. It's still important to be on linear TV. Will there be a point in time where it's not important to be on linear TV? Not less important because we're getting to that point right now, but not important. No, I don't believe so. I don't see that's I agree with that because yes, cord cutting is taking a toll on ESPN, the network, a lot of networks. I mean, every network is losing subscribers to streaming. Yep. Some more than others. But Utah Jazz, Phoenix Suns, other pro teams, pro franchises, organizations want to get back to what having their own thank you (laughs) having their games on over the air tv i'm sorry he did it to himself i'm still stuck on that i'm petty i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) i mean i i I had it in my brain i'm like well yeah (laughs) this is like our like 13 for me straight up. Yeah, so I'm probably a little loopy right now. That was funny. But go ahead. My bad, my bad, my bad. But, like, the Pac-12 networks that hardly anybody outside of the West Coast Pacific time zones has. If, well, when the Pac-2 does whatever with their next media rights deal, it's discussion of the Pac-12 networks just ceasing to exist why i ask because if they could make it work like the mountain west currently is on cbs sports and who else who is it fs1 maybe something like that maybe i don't know mm-hmm. but mountain west also has a a streaming channel oh okay see, <laughs> see? i really didn't know no Pac-12 Networks, I think, has more reach than what the current Mount West has. So why mm-hmm. get rid of that? Why not just do what you can to expand the audience yeah. rather than shut it down? The Big 12. 
has a streaming component. Big 12 now on ESPN Plus. Mm-hmm. But they're also on, or soon to be on the, on the next media rights deal, ESPN and Fox. And the, when the next deal starts, they have the streaming component already established. Some folks hate Disney right now, especially people who, who have Spectrum. Spectrum. <laughs> no. <laughs> but they have a streaming component already established. And they, Brett Yormark is trying to say we have the best of both worlds. Well, if they do, the best of both worlds, in our opinion, here on Folks Talking Sports, mm-hmm. is to have a linear component and a streaming component. Agreed. Not solely a streaming component. So all the talk about somewhere down the line, it's inevitable that linear is going to go. No, it's not. I disagree. I think you disagree as well. I absolutely disagree. Because like Super Bowl. Oops, I'm going to have to pay somebody for that. The big game. game in February. Is going, it's not going to go away from linear. And, I, and they now that does not mean that the big game won't be on a streaming component, but it's not going to go away from linear. Mm-hmm. That's what 60, 70 million folks watching that game every year. It's the most watched TV show every year. Yep. Because of the linear component. <laughs> yep. So streaming is getting it's it's here. But folks, fans are like, man, I got to pay for th- I got to get this one. Then I got to get this one. Then I got to get this one. All this to just watch my one team. Yep. So what do you see a point in time where f- fans are like, just make it simple. I don't want to have to pay f- four different streaming platforms to watch my team play. Right. Will fans get to that point? I agree. I think they will because it's what you say you're you're cord cutting and 95 percent of the people that i know that cord cut is i need to save money but as you said you got this one and that one and this one and that one and people are if you really look at it are you truly saving the money yeah but the linear component you 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 said it's the best of both worlds it's the best of both worlds i can still have my streaming the capability the flexibility the stream as well as have the opportunity to view uh, on linear TV. So, yeah, I don't, to reiterate, I don't ever, ever see a, a point or a time where you won't have that option. You know, <clears throat> one way it could at some point in the future become obsolete mm-hmm. is if the streaming platforms, all of them, you know, the sports ones, have allowed fans to watch multiple games at one time, you know, the multi-window views. Because one problem now is if you if you are if you if you're a sports fan, not necessarily a team of one a fan of one team, mm-hmm. you want to watch, okay, well I, I want to watch this game. It's on this streaming platform. Okay, I want to watch this game. Same time, it's on this platform. Well I gotta go out of apps. I got yeah. I gotta switch apps. Linear, I just go up and down the dial, you know, press a button do the return pre- previous channel button or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that's important for 
you know, that that part of it, that's down the line. I don't know. There's not too many platforms, streaming platforms that allow that right now. Yeah, I think there's one in particular I just heard of it. Well, not the, of the platform, but this capability. Uh, today with uh, week one of NFL football, uh, you do have the capability of viewing four games at once within this particular app. I'm not going to mention them because they don't pay us yet. Correct. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. That, that I think, would be a big help. And D-Skills probably knows who that is. Yeah, I'm sure he does. A, he's, he's a big football fan, and, and he's a he's a high-tech guy as well. He sends me screenshots of watching. He got like five games on the screen at one time. I'm like, okay, good for you. You're a bad yeah. man. <laughs> you know, I'm, I get, I'm back with, in the day of, remember, it was a big thing, Will, to have the PIP, picture in picture. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, you're oh, like, ooh, man. I'm up there, man. I'm big time. Moving on up like George and Wheezy with that one. Yeah. yeah these kids now got like four or five games on at once. I'm like, okay, well, salute to you, man. <laughs> you know, Dana Hogan's number, 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 number one fan. Not at all. He's not a fan of Dana at all. Mr. Mm-hmm. Gibson, in these closing moments, your thoughts on Team USA men's basketball. Let me say that again men's basketball because women's team continues to. Just roll on through competition like like it's nobody's business. But Team USA fellas today lost in overtime to Canada, failed to medal. Your thoughts on that? Not getting a medal in the World Cup, not the Olympics, but in the World Cup. The, the World Cup, and I want to be careful when I say this. The goal was accomplished. They qualified for the Paris Olympics. I think now, granted, do you want to win? Absolutely, you do. But I, I it's funny you said because I had a conversation with somebody on my drive home, and I tried to be nice. I said they sent the C team. He said, "No, bro, they sent the F team." Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, wow. I was going to say I don't know if it was the C team. Yeah, I was trying to be nice, but he yeah. was like, "No, they sent the F team." I'm like, "Yeah, you know what? You're right. You're right." I mean. And he brought up a valid point. Walker Kessler, why'd you take him if you weren't gonna play? Yeah. Brandon Ingram didn't want to be there. Clearly. And didn't play and then got sick or yeah. something. Yeah. Then and, and and one positive I will say, the one person that they thought would be a knucklehead came out smelling like a rose. Anthony Edwards and balled out the entire right. tournament. So he'll, he'll be on, on the Olympic team. He'll be on the Olympic team. Absolutely. I'm not sure about the other, the other ones from, the, you know, but he'll be on the Olympic team. I mean, you might have <laughs> to to use a uh, to, uh, a phrase. You might have the last dance in Paris. You might have LeBron, yeah. Steph, KD, um, whoever else. I mean, uh, you might have. The, I know these skills. I love this James Harden. Uh, you might have the last dance. You might have Draymond on that team. Steve you Curry, might you, might, you might have three or four Warriors on that team. Yep. Steve Curry's the coach. You might You got to have guys who can get stops. Yep. Joel Embiid. I heard this the other day. I think Windhorse was talking about this. Joel Embiid is an international free agent. Yep. And uh, if, if the USA can get him, because you mentioned stops, that's it. It brought yeah. that back. Yeah. Joel Embiid. You know, and, and Joker didn't play in the World Cup. He's going to play in the Olympics. 
Jamal Murray didn't play in the World Cup. Right. Andrew so, Wiggins. So Canada should be better. Thank you. U.S. The F team, D, clearly wasn't the A team. No. But this team, they did not put together. They did not have guys who can get stops one-on-one. This is where I, I'm kind of torn, but maybe, maybe I'm not by what, I, what I'm going to say. The perils of straight-up switching defense. Mm. Uh, unless you got five guys who are basically elite, where when they switch, there's no drop-off. It doesn't matter who the hell has the ball. They're not getting beat. Unless you got that squad, switching defense will ultimately, if you're going against a good team, as most of the international player teams are now because of the, their pro experience, they will hunt the mismatch. And then once they find it, they will exploit that over and over and over until you do something to stop them. Correct. So switching defense, all I saw, I didn't watch t- today's game, but when I saw, I guess, the semi- semifinal game, and this Germany just strolling, strolling through the hoop. <laughs> I mean, just stroll, blow mm-hmm. past Austin Reeves, blow past, and well, it didn't matter who it was. Switch up. I got this. Just stroll on to the hoop. And I'm like, Will, correct me if I'm wrong. FIBA rules, you can play zone, right? Absolutely, right? you can, yes. So you can be in the paint. You can just stand under the bucket, basically. Yes. So why, time and time again, I, I saw this easy strolls to the hoop, unchallenged, uncontested layups. Like, what is this? Pride. You know what False pride got pride. him? <laughs> pride got him. Got him three losses in the last four games and no medal. That's yep. a pride guy. Yeah, I agree. Without question, I agree. And I say we say all that. It's the F team, F team, D, whatever. If they just had some dudes who could get stops one on one, they still could have won the gold medal. Facts. But they didn't. And the it's, it, it's so they've struggled in the World Cup. So long, like they haven't medaled in or won a gold in like years, 10, 10 years, something like that. Olympics is different because to American players, That's the Olympics is more important. Yep. To most of the international players, the World, the World Cup. Cup is more important. Mm-hmm. And, and so you combine that with the makeup of the teams, you get what you get. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens in Paris. I think it's a good chance that Paris, it, it might be an elite, you know, it might be the last stand, the last dance for a lot of, a lot of old heads. Mm-hmm. Get their final shot to win a gold medal, win another gold medal and go out a blaze of glory. That might happen. Yep. Hey, I'm all, I'm all awful. And I'll say this. I didn't know. I think I watched three games of the world cup. That's three more than me. It's just not that big a deal to me anymore. It's just not. <laughs> Especially at 4.45 a.m. Eastern. That's yeah. not attractive to me. Okay, these last few minutes of this episode 108 of Folks Talking Sports. Any thoughts on the Longhorns winning in Alabama? 
Yep, I was waiting on. I was thinking about Andy all day. I almost t- I should have tuned in post game. Like Andy, do you still think UH he's, is going to beat Texas? He's beginning to waver. Last Andy. night he he, okay. he had <laughs> the doubts creeped in. Man, he really yeah. creeped in last night. Man. Yeah, he's not changing yeah. a bit. But he was like, uh, yeah, I don't know. October twenty first now. Um, I, anything on any given Saturday. That, that was his line. <laughs> Basically, was his line. Okay, I can I can rock with that. I can rock with that. <laughs> Um, honestly, on a, on a personal note, I kept seeing Quinn Ewers, and I'm like, man, you should you should have been doing that for us this afternoon. Yeah, because he left Ohio State because he 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 thought it was unfair that CJ Stroud started in front of him, which history has shown it wasn't. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> he, he thought it was unfair, and, and at the end of the day, and I've told I've told people this, and I hope it's okay that I say this on this platform. Um, Quinn Ewers came to Ohio State for the bag because yeah. he graduated early because he was Texas, and I don't know if this still is the case. Um, Texas high school athletes aren't eligible for NIL. Is that correct? I think that is still the case. Okay. Yes, okay. I think that it, if it hasn't changed, it's probably inevitable. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. So he came to Ohio State to secure the bag. Yeah. It's okay. I mean, it is what it is. That's that's a that's a sore topic with Browns fans right now. It is what it is, but that's another story. But um, yeah, he came out and said for the bag, and then he thought, okay, I'll play, and then CJ Stroud calmly took the job and didn't give it up. Yeah. So he felt okay. Now I'm college eligible, I'll go back to Texas, and he played well. I'm happy for him. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not sour grape in this. I, I'm happy, truly happy for the young man. You know, he did with Baby Pappy, and, and he's performing well. Um, it's great that it came against a Nick Saban coach team. And, uh, yeah, Alabama is uh, – man, Alabama has work to do. I'll say that. Yeah, Alabama see, that's, that's what my next question for you. Is is it more Texas is back or Alabama the – for Alabama – the downward slide continues. No, I think it was personal for Sark. Okay. Even though um, I, I think while it was personal for Sark, it exposed some challenges that Alabama is going to have. And Auburn, LSU, Georgia saw those challenges and are, if they're smart, going to uh, uh Take advantage of them. So, hey, Chris, I think I gotta hold on one second. Oh, oh if you gotta go, you gotta go, man. We're gonna wrap it up. So, what's up? Yeah, I gotta roll. All right, no problem. All right, thanks, sir. All right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, see. Yes, sir. Big time moves here on Folk Talking Sports. No worries, because we're gonna wrap it up a little bit early on this edition of episode 108 of FTS. Thank you, everybody. D-Skills, Clazelle Taylor III. Is it Clazelle, Clazelle Taylor? Mr. Tran, Ms. Polk, thank you for your comments. To Merrick, thank you for your comments. Appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedules, your lives. Because I think the Cowgirls are playing right now against the Giants, I think. I think that's happening right now. But maybe Alabama did overlook Texas. Wouldn't that be something? Here's a, a thought. For Coog fans, 
maybe TCU will overlook Houston. <laughs> maybe that'll happen this Saturday. Maybe TCU will take Houston for granted. TCU players be like, Houston lost to Rice, man. I know Coach saying don't take him, blah, blah, blah. But Houston lost to Rice. We can just wake up and beat them. Maybe that happens. Oh, Jerry, so you don't have to give me that news. See, Jerry, yeah. That's a that's a sad, that just ruins my night. The weekend is over now. The the Longhorns won Saturday and the Cowgirls are winning right now. That just man, see, that's just oh well. Thank you everyone to watching this edition of Folks Talking Sports. Follow me on IG Threads and TikTok at Folks Talking Sports. Thank you for watching on either YouTube at Houston Ron Bar Review or on the new Folks Talking Sports YouTube channel. Got the new FTS merch. One more time to wrap it up. Got the youth unisex tees, different colors you see right there on the screen for you. Or if you listen to the audio, got black, gray, red, gold, Kelly green. Women's slim fit tees, similar colors, got a pink. A women's slim fit tees, buy those shirts. Help. The Houston Round Bar Review, as well as folks talking sports, get you a mug like I have. Let me do this. Got me my FTS mug right here. Right there, FTS mug. So I got that right there. Get it out of the light there, FTS mug. So thank you very much. <laughs> Cook fans, Jerry, he's an alum. He's still disgusted from last night. Because <laughs> else too. Hey, like I said, after two games, I thought the Cougs would be one and one. I just had my predictions reversed. So it's all right. But as always, thank you very much for chiming in to this edition of Folks Talking Sports. I think Willie came back. You want to close it out? Tell folks how to find you? You want to do that? Yep. I'm all audio back? Yep, I am. Okay. Yes, Sorry about that. No problem, man. Um, let me right. let me get your see if I can pull it up here. Let's see here. Willie Gibson. Looks like I thought you changed some some of your names. You, you tell me how I to did. find you. I did. Some, go ahead. I did. Um on Twitter, you can find me at Will Gibson7. Um Instagram is now Will Knows as well as uh threads. Will knows. Okay, so now it's Facebook, Instagram, and threads is Will Knows. Yes, thank you. Okay, all right. I'll I'll change it after the fact after the show. So the only one that's Will Gibson Seven is X. Twitter is that correct? Twitter. All right. Excuse me. Twitter. You know, did I just lose you again? No, I'm still here. Oh, see, I see. I said Twitter, and they took me out. See, took took you out. See, there there you go. go. All right. Let's do this. All right. Facebook. Facebook. IG. Oops, I, G, and threads. Yeah. Is Will knows. Yeah. All right, let's see. Let me just post it. Don't get it to scroll as you wrap it up here. No, so is it like you. this, sir? Is it like that? It is like that. All right. It is. Who do the Buckeyes have this weekend? 
Western Kentucky. Oh, okay, so they have a week off. All right. So, all right. Yeah. I didn't see the game last night, but I swear, and I, this would be it. Did I see correctly that Maryland was on NBC last night? Yeah, West Virginia. was West Virginia? Uh, something. And I was like, really? <laughs> on NBC? <laughs> like, Big 10, like, baby. The Big 18, baby. But it was Maryland, though, Will. <laughs> That's what I'm like. Hey, like, everybody, everybody, it's a round robin. Everybody gets to go. Everybody hey. gets to go. Oh, no, no. No, let me see it. Let me back up. Let me, I want to get this right. So let, but it was someone, I was like, oh my gosh, is this correct? Because last this... week it was Penn State in West Virginia. So I know Ohio State has two on NBC this year. It was, I guess, no. So it was Friday. Yeah, that's yesterday. Friday was the ninth, right? Saturday was the ninth. So Saturday, Saturday was the ninth. Saturday, Saturday. So no, it was Maryland and Charlotte. Charlotte, that's right. It was yeah. Charlotte. On NBC, and I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> wow!" Maryland and Charlotte. Charlotte got to be like, "Yep, tune in." Yeah, we're gonna be on NBC. All the recruits, recruits. Hey, check us out. We on NBC. Thirty-eight twenty. But hey, we were on NBC, so you yep. can't take that away from us. What's up, Jerry? Twenty-nine sixty-eight. Uh, this year, this year they got the Big Ten. Big Ten. Yeah. Uh, First year of the big of the Big Ten or the Big Eighteen yep. on NBC. So yes. And Notre Dame was at NC State, so they were on the ABC yesterday. Right. So this is part of, and as as Willie said, part of the agreement. Maryland gets got on NBC against Charlotte. Right. So hey, all right, Brother Gibson, thank you as always, man. Appreciate it, and we will do this again. Who the Browns have next Sunday? Next Monday night. So oh, I'm Monday. here with you. I'm on time next Sunday. I'm with. All right. You um next monday night at pittsburgh oh okay another arrival yep yeah they start out uh first four games three are divisional opponents sounds good yep and you and ad need to talk about uh what is it a road trip ad gonna take a road trip maybe meet you right something like that yeah cincinnati yeah we'll we'll be in cincinnati i think uh in november mid-november yeah, we'll do it. All right. Willie Gibson, thank you as always, man. You take care. To everyone who watched us, Jerry Clazell, Miss Wanda Polk, Alan Tran, Demerick, everybody, tell your friends about Folks Talking Sports on YouTube. Folks Talking Sports, part of the Houston Round Bar Review Media Group. And remember, ah, <clears throat> Rocket fans, Rocket fans love Dylan Brooks now. Ah, Love, love him now. When I first suggested Rockets get Dylan Brooks, oh no, Chris, oh no, no, you don't talking about. Okay, is he bringing the boxing gloves to Houston? Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yep, training camp is around the corner. So hey, maybe the Cavs is in two weeks, October twenty or September twenty fifth. And I think Rockets meet today will be October second. I think, I think that's right. Content like that, that'll be also here on the Houston Round Ball Review YouTube channel. And as always, in conclusion, since 1994, the Houston Round Ball Review, local name, global perspective. Y'all take care. Peace.